All August long, we're giving away our subscription-only digestible daily show Cubs pod, which is ad-supported here by the Bleacher Bunch on the Fans First Network. For early ad-free Cubs pod, subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto and become a super ranter today. It is August 17th, twenty. 23, and this is Cubs Pod, a Bleacher Bunch production for the Fans First Sports Network. Thank you to all of the Patreon supporters who make this podcast possible by supporting us through Patreon. If you are not supporting us through Patreon and you are hearing this on August 17th, 2023, then maybe you go over to Patreon and give us just $1 and you get these sorts of recaps every single day we are giving it away for free just to show you guys what you are missing and maybe you want to support all the hard work we do because i can guarantee it is tough to do this every single day but our patreon supporters and the ranters crew are worth it we love hanging out with you guys in the discord which is another patreon perk and this is just fun especially on days like today the baseball world is abuzz with the news of another home run. I mean, everyone's excited. So we didn't think we would see it. It took us all by surprise. We were so happy to see that it finally happened again. Yes, I'm talking about Nick Madrigal making it into the basket. Yes, Nicky two strikes or Nicky five steps or whatever you want to call him. He hit his second home run as a Cub. It was a pinch hit opportunity. He came up and he delivered amazing job by Nick Madrigal. I don't know if I've been so excited for a home run since his first one, really. <laughs> okay, clearly that's not the home run everybody's excited about, but it was a very welcome surprise. Uh, I didn't see it coming. So, you know, hey, got to got to give the guy his props even when he is completely overshadowed by the true star of the Chicago Cubs, Christopher Morrell. But before we get into that because that's how we're going to end this sort of game recap is the way that Christopher Morrell ripped the heart out of the White Sox last night. Um let's talk a little bit about what happened leading up to that part. First off, let's give props to Javi. Yeah, Javier Assad went out there, gave the Cubs six innings, only gave up three runs, quality start for the kid. Uh, I, nothing bad to say, really. So good in this game. He only had really one bad inning. The The first bad inning, quote unquote, bad inning was you know, compounded really by the bad defense by players on uh, the Cubs that he had no control over. So outside of that, you know, this is maybe, um, you know, a much, uh, a little bit closer game and the walk-off is not quite so improbable, but uh, great job by Javier Assad in this game. I love the way he pitched. I, I like watching how he delivers the ball. He just looks fun and he looks like he's having a good time out there a number of different times i saw him smiling and uh you know talking to unfortunately tucker barnhart uh but yeah it's it's fun to watch javi out there pitching on the flip side for the white Sox, they had mike clevenger who 
I don't like to watch pitching for any number of reasons, but just purely aesthetically, good Lord, this guy. He came out there and he's already sweaty and his long hair and stupid ponytail. Like He looks like he's cosplaying as Diamond Dallas Page if Diamond Dallas Page was a White Sox pitcher. And then that windup, the herky-jerky, crazy action all over the place, it's not a night. Like, like I just said, I like watching Javier Assad pitch. It looks good. It's nice. He, he looks good out there pitching. Clevenger, on the other hand, just looks like a washed-out old wrestler trying to, like, I don't know, like he's getting attacked by bees. Despite how he looked, uh, he had the Cubs number in this one. Clevenger went seven innings. He gave up no runs. He only gave up three hits. He, had, he did have two walks, but he struck out seven in those seven innings. I mean, he was he was doing everything right, except for just the way he pitches. That didn't look right, but it was working for him, and uh, it looked bad for the Cubs because they could not solve Mike Clevenger. Let's run through this game real quick. Uh, Javi went out there and went one, two, three, set the the White Sox down quick. And then um, Clevenger, one of his two walks was the first batter, Mike Talkman, who actually, I love Mike Talkman up at the top. He's taken a ton of pitches. He took nine pitches, nine times he saw pitches in this first at bat to draw the walk. Uh, and then Nico Horner got hit by a pitch. And we had two guys on right away in this game against uh, DDP Clevenger. And it looked like, you know, hey, maybe the Cubs are going to get something going. But then, of course, you know, one, two, three after that, and they're all sat down. Uh, Javi comes out in a second. One, two, three. Sits him down. Does his job. Looking good. Uh, in the second four of the White Sox, yeah, they uh Clevenger sits Morel, Candelario, and Suzuki down one, two, three, looking bad out there doing his job. But both guys, you know, just nailing it. They they both did the same in the third. I mean, just one, two, three innings. This was an old-fashioned pitcher's duel. Uh you'd get a half inning of smooth jazz, and then you'd get a half inning of I don't know, beach ball pogo sticks, whatever the heck Clevenger's doing out there. Uh, so nothing really got going until the fourth inning. And this is where uh, Javier Assad had a little bit of a problem. But honestly, it wasn't his problem so much as it was his defense, uh, the defense around him. Uh, he got Tim Anderson to strike out to start the inning. Andrew Benintendi uh, did hit a single out to center. But then Luis Robert hits a really hard single through the left side of the field. Candelario dove for it. Not Nothing on him. Tough ball to get to. But then Ian Happ is out there in left field, and I don't know if he was posing for the cameras or what he was doing, but he went down to one knee, you know, made it look like, hey, kids, this is how you do the job. And then the ball just absolutely ate him up. Just I don't know. I don't even understand how, like, he looked like a little kid out there trying to okay, first I put my foot here and then I put my foot here and then I put my knee down and then the glove goes down and he's thinking about all those things, but he's not thinking about picking up the ball and the ball just gets away from him. And because of that, instead of having a runner at first and second, we end up with runners at second and third because Ben Benintendi and Luis Robert were both able to 
advance on the error. And they did call it an error because even in this day and age, that's an error. And because of that error, we had the we had Benintendi at third, and uh, they give it a wild pitch to Javier Assad, and that's fair because the ball does hit the ground before it gets to Barnhart. But let's come on, Barnhart's calling for these pitches, ostensibly. I mean, I assume I don't think they're letting Javier Assad call his own pitches, so he's calling for that ball down in the dirt, and he moves the wrong way. And the ball gets away from him, and the White Sox score a run. So you get the air out and left, which gets uh, the guys to move an extra base forward. And then you get Barnhart, who should not, by the way, should not be on this team. He should not be on the Cubs. He is wasting a spot. And the one thing that everybody talks about that's so amazing, the reason you keep him is because he calls a good game and he's good at defense behind the plate. Well, guess what? He called for the ball in the dirt and then he couldn't handle it. I don't think he's, he's not the guy that people think he is. And maybe it's because he, you know, I don't know. He's, but he's taking time away from Amaya. It's not good. Get rid of Barnhart. Come on. The Cubs go down one, nothing. Luckily, the Cubs have a really good first baseman in Cody Bellinger and a really good third baseman in Jamer Candelario because they're not doing stupid things like putting uh, Candelario over at first and uh, Madrigal over at third, right? Because that doesn't ever make sense. But uh, yeah, so Juan Mancata uh, just line drives straight down the right field line and Bellinger's able to snag it out of the air. And then he uses that center fielder's arm to fire it across the field to Jamer Candelario. And they were able to get Robert Lewis doubled up off the base because the ball, it was just, everything happened really too quick. And he was kind of, you know, you break towards the plate there and he wasn't able to get back in time, but that's what you get when you have Bellinger at first. It's, it doesn't make any sense to not, I mean, the lineup out there outside of Barnhart, who shouldn't be on the team, was the correct defensive lineup that the Cubs should be using literally every day unless they're giving somebody a day off. But that saved uh, Javier Assad in that inning. They get the double play and it's inning over. So they only gave up the one run on Tucker Barnhart's idiocy behind the plate. In the bottom of the fourth with uh, Clevenger out there looking like a five-year-old's playing with a marionette, uh, ended up giving up the first two batters, uh, Hap and Bellinger, both singled. And it looked like, oh, we might get something going. It's only one run. Like, we might get right back into us. Uh, but no, we did not. Swanson lined out. Um, Morell flew out. Jamer Candelario walked, and then all of a sudden we've got bases loaded. But then Seiya Suzuki lined out to Louis Robert out in center field. And there was the threat was put down in the top of the fifth. And this is the only real inning that you can actually put on Javier Assad because he walked Andrew Vaughn to start the inning. And then Gavin Sheets hit his ninth home run of the season for a two run shot. He rounds the bases. The White Sox are up three to nothing at this point. And really, I mean, that was it. He had those two bad bats and then he got the next three guys in order to get out of there it was ugly and it wasn't fun to have that you know 3-0 white Sox lead but he came back in the six he pitched well 
despite giving up a double to Andrew Benintendi. And, you know, that was it. Good outing by Javier Assad. That's what the Cubs need. And he only gave up three runs. The Cubs have to score. You cannot win if you don't score. So, you know, unfortunately, he doesn't get the W, but pitcher wins are stupid. The Cubs went one, two, three in both the sixth and the seventh inning against Clevenger. Uh, Al Leiter's illegitimate love child came out in the seventh for the Cubs, and he sat Gavin Sheets, Yasmani Grandal, and Elvis Andrews down in order. And then the game gets a little bit frightening for the Chicago Cubs because uh, they get Jose Cuas comes out to replace Mark Leiter Jr. Um, Leiter had the one inning, good inning. Uh, you bring out Cuas for the eighth inning, and uh, yeah, he gives up a single. He throws a wild pitch. Colas goes to second. Uh, Tim Anderson, who is just scuffling, he gets the walk. Andrew Benintendi gets a walk, and now you've got you know, bases loaded out there, all sorts of bad things, and and Kuas just doesn't have it. Luckily, David Ross did not give it too much time to breathe, and he brought in Michael Fulmer right away as soon as he could because, obviously, Kuas had to see three batters. He saw three batters. He put all three of them on base, and he brought in Michael Fulmer because I'm sure Michael Fulmer loved that. Uh, but he had bases loaded, and he had to get out of there, and he did it. He got uh, Robert Mankata and Vaughn all to strike out. Yes, a masterful performance. Coming in with bases loaded. There's not much you could do. I mean, maybe you get the, the double play to get, a, you know, you get a strikeout, then a double play. I mean, there's a few things, but the the toughest thing to do is just walk in there and just strike the three guys out that you need in order and Send the White Sox back to the bench with no runs in the inning. Brutal for the White Sox. Beautiful for the Cubs. In the bottom of the eighth, the Cubs get out there, and this is where they finally start to do some damage. They get two things that help them out in this inning. The first is that Mike Clevenger leaves the game and Aaron Bummer comes out. Okay, so now we're into the bullpen. That's good for the Cubs. The second thing that David Ross did was that he replaced Tucker Barnhart, who is just a dead spot in the lineup. He's a dead spot. on. He's just not a good player. Please, please, please get him off this team. But they replaced Tucker Barnhart with Nick Madrigal. They pinch hit for Barnhart, and Madrigal comes out there. And like I said to start this pod, home run. Put it in the basket oh he puts the lotion in the basket and everyone is all of a sudden excited it's Cubs are still down by two but my goodness it's time to get excited because if madrigal can hit a home run what can real hitters do well we're not going to find out really because uh then ross gpt decided they didn't like the talkman uh matchup with bummer and he so he pulls Talkman and puts in Gomes. Now, we did need a catcher, for sure. But Gomes is not nearly as good a hitter as Talkman. Like, if you look at their numbers, Gomes leads in everything except for slugging, and slugging is basically the same. But he's got a 272 average, which is, you know, it's only like six points higher, but it's higher. 
But the big thing is OBP is 372 to the 307 for Gomes. And right after a home run, a solo shot, you still need runs. The pitcher feels bad because all of a sudden he just gave up a home run to Nicky Five Steps. And he's struggling. You don't put in the guy that sees the most pitches on the team. You don't you don't put in the you don't let the guy hit that makes pitchers work. Like what are you doing? Uh so Gomes comes in, strikes out. Of course. I mean, not that uh, Gomes is having a good season. Don't get me wrong. Gomes is having a good season. I like what he does. That was just not the spot for him. That you leave Talkman in there. You leave Talkman in there. He's the guy you wanted in that moment, not Gomes. But that's the first out. And then Nico Horner walked. So, you know, now we've got a guy on and Ian Happ comes up and grounds into a double play and the inning's over. The Cubs only score one. Look, and that's good. Props to Nikki, you know, Nikki Baskets out there. I'm really excited for him. I I feel like I I just wish I could have seen what Talkman could have done in that moment instead of Jan Gomes. I mean, we're trying to win this game, right? Like, are are the Cubs trying to win this game? Because I honestly don't know. They start Tucker Barnhart. In any game that you start Tucker Barnhart for any reason, I question whether or not you actually want to win the game. And then, late in this game, when we're trying to keep the White Sox as close as possible, we're down by two runs, we don't want them to score anymore, uh, you take Talkman out of center field and you move Cody Bellinger out there, which is fine. That's actually an upgrade, but Jamer Candelario at first is not an upgrade. And Nick Badrigal at third is definitely not an upgrade. Like you just made two out of three positions worse instead of leaving. I Oh my gosh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Drew Smiley came in replaced Fulmer and he got the first two guys swinging, which is great. But then uh, Elvis Andrews singled, but then he decided he wanted to test Ian Happ's arm. And look, I've always said Ian Happ does not have a great arm out there in outfield, but uh, this year it's a lot better than it has been. And people haven't gotten the message yet, I guess, because he decided he was going to stretch that to a double. He tests Ian Happ. Ian Happ beats him by a mile, and Nico Horner makes the tag, and that's the third out of the ninth. And color me relieved. I did not want to see the ninth inning go another hitter uh, because who who knows what we've got with Drew Smiley right now. He got the first two guys strike out, but then once, you know, we've seen relievers struggle getting that third out, and I didn't want to see I mean, obviously, that's stupid. Why am I even saying that? Of course, we don't want to see another batter. Nobody wants to see another batter. Let's just say I'm happy that Elvis Andrews uh, pulled a toot bland and got thrown out on the base pass like a nincompoop. So in the ninth inning, the White Sox bring in their closer. Yeah, Gregory Santos came in and he had pitched the night before in the game that the White Sox won. But this was the second night in a row uh, listening to Steve Stone. Like, he never really felt, it didn't seem like he was confident in what Santos was going to be able to do. And he was right about that because 
He immediately gave up a double, which honestly looked like it might be a home run off of the bat of Cody Bellinger, but it actually went all the way to the wall uh, and bounced off to Luis Robert, which, look, I get it. Luis Robert could have caught that, but man, people are scared of that wall, and it makes sense. It is hard bricks behind that ivy. But anyway, uh, didn't get there and double to lead off the inning, which is great. And then Dansby Swanson was able to work a walk. And now we have Christopher Morrell coming up to bat. He's got two guys on. The Cubs happen to be down by two. If he can hit a home run, that's a walk-off, people. And we always talk about that because that's like the ultimate thing. Like we're excited, but it almost never happens. It's so hard to do. Now, Christopher Morrell had been scuffling a bit as of late, but he did get a hit earlier in this game. Might have been called an error in a different era. Uh, he hit a sharp uh, grounder through the left side in the seventh. that got past a diving Mancata, And then Tim Anderson, I think, had a play on it, but maybe they didn't give him the error because Mancata, I don't know, messed up his vision. But it bounced right off of tim anderson's glove he kind of alligator armed it and or t-rex armed it t-rex armed it yeah just a little bit too short and if he gets that ball maybe he throws that out but it didn't matter they didn't score in that inning but maybe that's what gave christopher morrell a little bit of confidence coming up in the ninth inning against gregory santos no outs two on and the kid went yard the three-run homer, the first walk-off of his career. And I say the first because I believe he will do this multiple times in his career. Christopher Morrell is the star of this team. Cody Bellinger might be the best player. Maybe Dansby Swanson is the best defender. Uh, Nico Horner maybe the best all-around. Like he's, he's very high-level all-around player, but none of them. None of them are the star that Christopher Morrell is, in my opinion. I love Christopher Morrell. He comes up with these big moments. He is exciting. He running around the bases, so excited, threw his helmet off, ripped his jersey off so that the players wouldn't rip it. They instead ripped his undershirt, the blue Cubs undershirt, ripped that off of him instead of the jersey, uh, which, smart move. Smart move from a kid doing it for the first time. He's like, I'm going to save the jersey. I don't want that all ripped up. I'm going to let him rip my undershirt instead. And then, um, you know, you got Christopher Morrell out there, shirtless, uh, running around. He's high-fiving everybody. Everybody's, you know, patting his head and looking good, Christopher Morrell. Uh, Jason Hayward was my man crush on this team. He's no longer on the team. And I think I may have a new one because good Lord. And then all the water on him and it's glistening. I'm sorry. I won't go any more into that. But if you like that kind of thing, I would suggest watching the walk-off home run of Christopher Morrell and his uh, Adonis-like body. But that is going to be it for me today. I could give you a preview of the game coming up, but they aren't playing today. They have a day off um, because baseball scheduling doesn't make any sense. So I will come back to you tomorrow with a preview. It will probably be a lot shorter because I won't have anything to recap. But I'll give you the preview tomorrow so that at least you got something to listen to in the morning. But that is it for me. I am safe at home. Spugong!